In 2016, Shalina Pannu started Shall We Talk, a website to share her extensive knowledge, passion, and love for cannabis with the world. Now, as a newly practicing attorney in the state of California, Shalina shares her pre-COVID cannabis life and how she's putting her chief focus in cannabis law. In this conversation, we talk about everything from being a brown woman in the cannabis industry, how she told her family about her role in the cannabis world, and how she's merging her passion with her career. Hello. <laughs> so today we have uh, Shalina Pannu, Esquire. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having yeah. me. You are the CEO and founder of Shall We Toke? Yes. So how, so, okay, there's a lot of things. I'm just going to mess this up because I don't know where to start. So first, I wanted to kind of start with your background, obviously, just kind of get to know you a little bit more, how you got into cannabis, into the industry, and then talk about your different areas of specialty so that we can uh, dive down those rabbit holes. Okay. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. how did you get started in just cannabis in general? Um, so when I was in law school, um, that was kind of like when I started to like research more about just cannabis in general. Mm-hmm. And like, I was kind of introduced to the vape pen. Like this was like six years ago. Like it was okay. like on the black market kind of thing. And yeah. I was like, what's this? Like, this is like, it's like, I mean, I smoked weed here and there yeah. like, for like almost a decade now, but never to the point where I was now I am the way I am now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just started researching more. And then like, I started to actually use it before I worked out because okay. I would take like C4 and that was just horrible, for, like the caffeine and everything. And then I just kind of like researching more, researching more. And like, I really started to realize like this plant is like a healer. Uh-huh. And I feel like there was such a lack of information and lack of people like for it. Did you have anybody like encouraging you or like, did, did you have like a, like a, you know, a go-to source? I feel like some of my friends that I would smoke with. And I yeah. met a, like a lot of my friends in law school, like, like that's how you kind of like met people like was through smoking. Like, and you're like, well, I never mm-hmm. thought you would be a smoker. Like yeah. that's, it's kind of like, because you have a lot of anxiety in law school. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I love law school, believe yeah. it or not. I had a, honestly, one of the best experiences. I loved it, but it just like enhanced it. And yeah. it, I just, it was through law school. Like I ended up realizing, cause I was just talking about it so much and people would get annoyed and they're like, but like, it was like, I think also cause it was so, I mean, think about it. 2015, it wasn't even legal uh-huh. and it was still like, you know, you had to still like secretly do it places. I still sure. feel that way too. I feel yeah, like yeah. we all kind of do, but like, excuse me. Then like, I feel like I was talking in more to more and more people. And then my sister and me were talking one day and I was like, you know, maybe I should do like a blog. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, I just created it. Yeah. So I created Shall We Talk. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm also, yeah. yeah. No. Do you have a bong on your fingernail? Do I have a bong on my finger? No. no. Is this a, no, 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 this is a like, sign. It lo- I thought it looked like a football with like the line. There was actually another tip here, but I cut it off. Oh, okay. There's like flowers, I think. I don't know. Oh, that's why I was like, the, yeah. t- the top is cut off. I have no, oh, it looked like a bong. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. Um, okay. So you started Shall We Token. What was the intention of the website? Obviously, so now you're in law school. You're doing this during law school. Yes. Okay. I was like, I did the whole like, WordPress every I taught myself. Okay. Like it was just I loved it. Uh-huh. And I just I mean, I was I was a kid walking around with pot socks. Like yeah. I just like didn't care. 
Like I just, just now like, you now you know my comment about the nail. See, yeah. I, it falls in the line. Like, I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> like I don't even realize that it's like drawing attention. I'm just like I'm just I'm just proud to wear. I just like my clothes. I'm I just like, doing yeah. my thing. Yeah, but like you realize that people are kind of watching aware you. of it. Yeah, yeah, and they feel a type of way. Ah, uh, so yeah. yeah, and then I don't know. I just honestly like shall we talk is. It's so I it didn't I didn't expect it to be what it turned out to be. Right. I started with doing like laws and like just like what was going on with like the legal side and like sure. all over. Because if you look at my old stuff, it's stuff about other states. It wasn't really so much in California. But then it kind of opened the like the way for me to like get in. Like I was invited to events through it. So mm-hmm. right. It just opened up doors that I didn't expect at the time. So um, are you are you from California? Yes. I'm okay. Born and raised here. Okay. Okay. So okay. So when so you started talking about different topics. I mean, I you I saw like a ton of stuff around events that you attended. Yeah. So tell us about like obviously pre COVID. Yeah. Uh, tell us about some of the pre COVID events that you were going to. Like what what were people talking about? How were they addressing it versus obviously today because back then back then um it was like you know a little bit less widely accepted um right. and even today it's not that widely accepted but you know i feel like it's gone a lot better a lot better like it's weird i feel in the yeah. last like two years i think with cbd yeah that was like i think a way for turning to, point yeah because then i started realizing like, more like elderly people were more open to it like they kind of saw the health benefits of it so like it really like opened up people's minds I think a lot more it's funny because I I always remember like seeing people talk about like you know medical marijuana as a cancer you know Mm -hmm. as a cancer support but why yeah for some people but why it wasn't okay I think people were still hiding it even if they had I mean they're probably hiding their cancer as well but like you know they're hiding it even though they're doing it for medical reasons right it was just weird I think because it's also like the smell of it yeah, right. like the perception when you're like you see it like on TV or in movies, and it's like you know Harold and Kumar. Like, what are they yeah. doing? They're just smoking and getting food. They're not like doing <laughs> things productive. And like majority of people in this industry are very functioning people, right. and they're right. very the most probably most productive people I've ever met. So I don't know. You just it's the it's the perception of it. It's the way we kind of viewed it. So that was what I think with the blog also. Like I helped do that with people, mm-hmm. and I kind of got have now been getting more feedback. Like oh, you make it look so like cool and like classy and like you don't it doesn't have that stigma associated so much and right that like if i actually well, do you think part of it though is because you're a female you know you're not no i think know. that makes it worse oh okay. i think it's a female like i mean yeah you're yeah, we're yeah. both brown females yeah, it's yeah. like if we were caught smoking you know like you know oh like my back, parents would die yeah like, they would just yeah. i actually op- made them when you start throwing facts at people yeah they kind of don't you have what can they given rebuttal well that's the lawyer right yeah <laughs> the lawyer I, comes I annoy people with that so that's why i created my blog yes. <laughs> so i would annoy people <laughs> okay so so you got invited to some events you were just mentioning like you you got invited to an event last year how do you see it was different well i mean I would, this is a pandemic talk obviously but like, that was just like a small networking thing like it yeah, wasn't okay. like a like i mean i'm sure the ones you've seen have been like large large yeah, yeah yeah that's what i like no i haven't seen any of those but yeah just like small events. I mean, people are social distancing. They're not really. Yeah, of it's not the same as they used to be. And but. how do, how do they use cannabis in that environment? How do like, I feel like everyone just kind of uses their own where they just. Oh, so they just like kind of it was yeah. kind of like cannabis friendly. Yes. Not it wasn't like an experiential yeah. event, yeah. which is I would love to hear. I, I know um, we have a couple of chefs that we're going to be interviewing. Ooh. And um, I know um, this one guy who does like experiential marketing specifically for cannabis events. And so like they create like this environment of mm-hmm. how you can experience it. And, and um, I think they do like like vape pens and then confectionaries and like 
cook, like mm-hmm. cooking and all that stuff. So um, it's just interesting to see how these events are going to be created. And I've heard a lot about the events, but then right when I was hearing a lot about it, then that's when, you know. Oh, so a year ago. twenty, Yeah, 2020 happened. Have so you, like I haven't heard anything since then. Have you been going to events out here? No. Oh, like ever? No, 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 no. no. Wow. Wait, yeah, are you yeah, from yeah. LA? I'm from here. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. a, like, yeah, back in pre-COVID, there's a lot. There's always yeah. like a couple a week. Or like once every week or something. It felt like that for the, a yeah. while and then kind of taper off. And then, you know, the, certain people would have the same events. Like, right. It, it just, I like I was thinking about it today because I know you were, t- we were yeah. talking about that. And I was like, man, it was just, it was. It was a high even, time. It was, yeah, but it didn't even feel like work or it didn't feel like you were doing, you feel like you were really just enjoying your time with people. Yeah. Like getting to know people. What, it didn't feel like a businessy any right. event that Bonding I've gone to. Building community. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even like even the conferences didn't feel like that. Like uh-huh. I liked going. Yeah. You know, like I liked hanging out with I mean, I knew a lot of faces. Well, and I've I've been to several conferences. So yeah, yeah like I agree with you. Like the 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 vibe is different. Yes. Even I mean, it's not like everyone's like smoking or something. It's right. just it just the it's whole chill. Yeah, it's just a little bit yeah. of a different kind of feeling of being around people who are just like, Okay, look, we're doing business, but we're also right. having a lifestyle. You know, we're kind of combining the two things. And a lot of the people that I've talked to have said that, that it's like, I just wanted to combine what I was doing in my everyday life with like my skill set, which is the probably the next question we should talk about. I mean, obviously you are a cannabis lawyer. Um, So how did you get into cannabis law specifically? Like, were you already in law school when you decided to do that? Or did you just go into law school deciding to do that? No. So it was like Mm pre-legalization. It's just something came over me like in my first end of first to second year when I was so invested in like in researching and just educating myself. And I just was like, I feel like this is going to become legal in November. And I feel like this is going to be an industry. And I just started researching for cannabis journeys. There was none. There was only medical marijuana. Yeah. Cause that was all that was legal. So I'm like the people that are saying they're doing cannabis, like you couldn't have been doing cannabis law. Like it wasn't legal. <laughs> yeah. So like I saw an opening, but I also saw, I'm like, this is going to be a business. And I started to see companies kind of wanting to go in that direction from the black market. Yeah. And I just was like, I f- like watching them. Yeah. Waiting. I was watching and I was Googling and I just was like, there's nothing. There's no- I, I feel like I want to use a sound effect here. Right. <laughs> but like now if you look, there's like how many you type in cannabis attorney and there's like pages and pages and right. pages, but that wasn't the case four or five years ago, right. six, five years ago, six years ago. Now, in one of our previous interviews, we were talking about creating your own niche. Now, as far as your practice, how are you distinguishing yourself from others? So that's kind of like where I'm figuring myself out. Because yeah. when I decided in law school I was going to do this, like how am I, what area? What but exactly? I, yeah, yeah, there's so many areas. So many areas. And like people are like, oh, you should do criminal. I was like, why is that the automatic thing? Yeah. Like, it's like, no, I don't, I'm not that person. So I was like, I, don't, I know I'm not, I don't want to do criminal. Yeah. But I mean, I've, I do, it's funny, I do expungements now. So it's yeah. like. I do somewhat. Oh, that's from, awesome. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. So like I, I dabble in it, but like I want to just, I like the business aspect and uh-huh. I feel like I'd like more now of like the agreements. Like I just actually like, I've been doing a lot of like NDAs and stuff like that and like not competes. Like I've been getting kind of into like IP law the mm-hmm. last like couple months. Like, so, and I actually just recently filed to trademark my own, shall we toke? So, okay. Woo! Cool. Yeah. Yes. So like, I'm kind of like getting my own. I'm like, I'm just going to do I'm it. I'm just going to get it together yeah. here. Let's go. Yeah. And like, there's not a lot of people that are really trademarking cannabis, their businesses. Cause it's still like federally, like oh, statewide, I'm, I'm doing it, but like federally I'm not yet. So, mm-hmm. I mean, eventually like, it's like, well, so I need a template of something. So I'll just do it myself. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. No, that's yeah. the best way to do it. To yeah. Learn is- exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 
Um, so, okay. So you've been, so you went into cannabis law and so now, I mean, I know you think it's boring businessy, what? but I, <laughs> I like to hear about this because I think a lot of people are, um, they just, they get caught up at this point. They mm-hmm. get caught up when they starting the business, they're trying to get off the ground. Um, they don't know what regulations they need to be watching out for and what they need to like look out for. So, um, you're doing business formation, licensing. We talked, you know, I think licensing is a really interesting issue and, um, challenge for a lot of startups, Mm -hmm. especially, um, where, where do you see that people make the biggest mistakes? I get a lot of phone calls about this and I think people just think it's so easy to get a license and I'm like, it's not like it's it's expensive. It's expensive. It's expensive. Like look to at least over seven, 750,000. Yeah. At least you, you have like to fund your business because people don't, people think it's cheap. People think, Oh, I just need to get the license and then I'll have my business. And that was probably pre-legalization. Yeah. But now, like, now that we have, like, regulations to go off of, you have to have, like, a location. You have to have certain things that people don't have. They think they can just, literally, you can just get a license. Like, out of your house. Yeah. It For most businesses, you can. Right. But <laughs> yes. I'm like, this is so different. And, like, you need to, before you can even go to the BCC, you need to get local approval. So, like, uh. and people, they don't think it's that easy. Like, well, I just need to do, get the BCC license. Like, no, you first need to make sure your county and your city approves of this because, not all counties not and cities approve does. this. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, and they can make their own rules. Yeah. So people don't, there's so much more to it. And then I'll never hear from them again. Oh. <laughs> when I start talking to these people and right. I tell them this and they don't realize. They're like, oh, okay. Well, I'm like, you need to have like an actual, like some like business a and a location and a plan. Cause you have to send in diagrams. You have to yeah. send in like your secure, everything down, like security footage. Like it's, it's a lot. Why do you think it's, and and I know part of the reason is because like you said, it's not like universal, right? There's no universal laws around it. Right. But like, why do you think it's so demanding? Like you have to submit so much information versus like another kind of business. Like maybe if I opened a spirits business, you know, maybe right. I started selling wine. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's still a lot of licenses there, but I, 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 I doubt the paperwork is that deep. Right. I think it's more because it's federally illegal. Mm -hmm. And I think also it's still a drug game. Like Mexico, like now they're going into legalization, but like it's still a drug game. And like you kind of see that like when you're talking to different clients or people, you're like, this is like, I feel like I'm like overseeing like a drug, like cartel, certain like, you know, like pickup drop offs. Like you're just like, what am I? Am I? I'm I'm looking that it's still that's why I kind of I think why. (laughs) <laughs> it's going to be that way until we see any federal, like be- when it becomes federally legal. Yeah. I think we'll see a little bit of like loosening up. Yeah. But that's just because I feel like they're going to start making profit. So it's right. a lot of, I don't know. I just, I think people go into it not realizing how, how complicated it is because it's not federally legal. Yeah. yeah. And they don't understand that when like, even if you're forming a business, like you have to like make sure you're not putting the feds like on notice of like your business, like as a cannabis business and people don't recognize that. Oh, okay. Cause then like, and also not even like recognizing that, but like also the way you like set up, like there's ways to do it so that you're not like you, cause you under the federal government, like under the federal laws, like it's illegal. So they don't even view your cannabis business as being legal. So you can't really get those same like taxes. taxes yeah. and so that's, that. that's what's the big issue that people don't realize oh, that like okay. you really, I tell people if you're going to form a business with me or for any attorney, you should be talking to an accountant that's experienced with this because this is not like 
legal is one side, but money is another side. And like yeah. mm-hmm. taxes are the most important thing I feel for the government. Like, so we have to jot it down. Find a tax attorney. <laughs> uh, tax cannabis. Attorney, cannabis. Cannabis tax there's attorney. There's a lot. Like a <laughs> lot of good ones. There's like, I mean, there's like 420 CPA. They're really okay. good. There's like a couple out there that are really good. And like yeah. they, they've been doing this like when it was like medically. So yeah. they have... You want to get like, especially with doing money, you want to deal with someone that's a little bit experienced with this, right? Yeah, no, they, that makes sense. Yeah, federally wise, you don't get those same deductions. So. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and good points. I mean, okay. So there's a, there's a lot. I think there's a lot there. There's a lot to unpack. But um, back to shall we talk a little bit? Um, well, actually, Sheldon, you had a question. Well, one of my questions was, are there readily available sources for people to learn? cannabis law that are understandable easy to grasp and maybe people just don't know about them like do you mean like a course I courses like a um resources, resources similar to yeah. yours there's well a lot of the law firms like I don't keep up with a lot of like I don't do my blog as much as they do like they keep up with like all the like I have them bookmarked like a certain like Harris Bricken they keep they do basically they keep you updated with all like the laws like in California, but also like federally and even like globally. step by step. Step They give you, I wouldn't know if it's step by step, but like certain articles do give you step by step. Mm-hmm. But like as far, like I, and that's a good point because I feel like law schools eventually going to have to start doing that because it is, I mean, it is a bit of a gray area. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the last couple of years, like, right. It's very gray. You don't really like people, like even the attorneys are still trying to figure it out. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> like you can't, really, it's a right. very new industry. So yeah. I think in like five to 10 years, you're probably going to see courses like in law schools for sure. Well, how do you, how do you guys have to navigate it? Like, what is the thing? What are the things that you need to, how, like, how do you figure it out? I guess as an attorney, everything I've done, yeah. like is just, I mean, even my blog, like I'm yeah. like, you know what? I'm just gonna figure it out. Yeah. So I just Google and I'll talk to, I'll find certain people. I'll talk to them. And yeah. that's kind of just how I've always navigated but like, I, I guess when it comes to you helping, you know, cannabis companies right. get get it together, like, um, do, does the government give you any kind of protocol? Like, hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. Like, how do you go about making sure that they're like doing the right things too? Well, they have like their online portals and stuff. Like a lot of them, yeah. they're catered to like the cannabis. Specifically. Yeah. Okay. Like you'll see it says cannabis business, like cannabis, you know, like it's very, it makes it easy enough that mm-hmm. you can kind of figure it out and like they kind of tell you what you need to do like a lot of people even the government sites they tell you what to do but like a lot of other websites will tell you this is what you have to do this is what you have to do but also make sure this 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 and this because they don't really tell you all this yeah so it's like you have to like keep on top of everything there's little things every business is different that's another thing yeah how yeah. did so in, in 2020 when like cannabis started booming a bit you know like how did that did you get affected by that did you get a lot of business did you get busy well what do you mean? Like just in general, like from businesses form business formations. Well, I started my business, my own business. Oh, you you started in 2020. Yeah. I started okay, okay. in 20. So I, okay. I, I became an attorney last year. Okay. Okay. So okay. I literally came, started out of when I pass the bar. Oh, so you don't know if it's busy or slow or I what? Mean, I'm just like trying to get, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like trying to catch up. I feel but it, like, thankfully, God, thankfully, like I'm getting slow business here and there. Yeah. Like, it's coming. So it's like, I'm just like, I'm going to put feelers out here and there and, Hopefully just, and I feel like with legal, it's essential. Yeah. So that's like kind of the advantage. Yeah. You know, but in cannabis is also essential. So yeah. that's another thing. So it's, it's, 
I feel like the cannabis business is kind of thriving. Yeah. Some aspects. I mean, not everyone is, but yeah. yeah. Well, and we're in California, so we're lucky, right? The best. Um, so, okay. So for Shall We Toke, where, where where are you seeing the direction going? I mean, you're becoming, you know, becoming the cannabis lawyer. Uh, as you're doing that, like how how is your like role in having cannabis in your lifestyle, like playing with that, you know, professional side? Like, is it? It's so weird because like I became that professional officially. Like I was in law school and I had my blog. Like yeah. a lawyer was during the pandemic. So like yeah. I haven't really like, okay, one small event isn't really an event. Like yeah. consistently going, that's where like Shall We Took, I feel like was really like thriving. Thriving in the event space, yeah. Yeah, but I'm but my podcast it is. So like mm-hmm. I, yeah, I can do that over Zoom. I can do yeah. that anywhere. So it's like, that's the cool avenue, you know, yeah. that I can just, I've kind of like, I feel like people like, has it affected you? And I'm like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I was studying before and like, you know, I've and I'm of, still at home yeah, right now. Like, right. It's like corn. I've been living the quarantine life, so yeah. not really affecting guys. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, so how did your parents and I'm this is more from a cultural perspective. Yes. How did your parents react when um, you made these decisions, I guess? Well, because, I mean, they've got to know. Yeah. That it's, you're so in that space you, professionally. I think it's because I've always kind of been so, like, headstrong. And, <sighs> like, I just – and I think, like, the decisions I make, like, I'm not going to do foolish things. Like, I, I already have that, like, own, like, guilty conscious of right. things. And it's, like, I know I'm not a bad person. I'm no, And I I think it is just being a brown kid. Yeah. Like, you just know, man, I can't let my parents find yeah, out. Yeah, parents are going to be killing yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. it's the cultural, yeah. like, shame you feel. So it's, like – Yeah. I just was like, you know, when I started making, when I started getting older, I was like, I know who I am. I know what I'm yeah. doing. I know I'm, you know, I'm doing well in school. I, you know, I'm going to be me. My family doesn't like. I'm not getting Fs. I'm not getting Fs, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I just, yeah, I, it just was more of a conversation. Like, I don't s- smoke in front of them, but like, right, of course. they, I'm sure they're aware. I mean, it yeah. took me like years to drink in front of my parents. So oh, like, yeah, there's no, like, you know, I, I remember when I was like, I was up in San Francisco um, and I, you know, do, I work in the PR industry. Oh, wow. So I was up in San Francisco and my dad called me one time and I was like 25 and he's like, he's like, you know, when you go to the bar, make sure you don't put your drinks down. And I'm just thinking like, I'm in the grocery store shopping right now, but I'm 25. Like, did you think I've never been to a yeah. bar? So it's like the, the their dad. delayed reaction for everything. And obviously the cultural differences are there. My parents were not born here. Right, they same. immigrated. And so like just for something as simple as alcohol. Now, if I had to explain, which I'm going to have to explain at some point, yes. the whole can of, I mean, they've, they, they're, they still have the stigma that right. a lot of people have. And it's not just, that's, American culture, like, mm-hmm. and California culture, even um, around smoking and like what it looks like, and mm-hmm. you know why you would do it, and the fact that you would. There's other ways to do it. You don't have to smoke, or you don't. Right. You know, like they don't get that. They don't understand that. And 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 just like I don't know if you have this with your family, but I think you know in our in our dynamic, um, it's just me, my brother, my parents, and like anxiety or like mental anguish or like any kind of emotional things are like really not talked about yeah. a lot it's an indian thing it's for an sure. indian for you okay yeah. okay so 100%. it's everybody it's everybody it's like our culture is like emotions you're not allowed to have them yeah <laughs> so it's like having that conversation like even having a regular conversation about emotions is impossible yeah having a conversation about like using cannabis for anxiety like i don't know if that would work right you know i think like 
like when you view alcohol and cannabis, I don't view them the same. Like they're yeah. not on the same. They're, they're so, not, they but affect, they should, they should be. I don't think they should be either. I think they should be treated differently because alcohol is like essentially well, what it does to your body is like a, what it, a poison. Yeah. Like right. cannabis yeah, is yeah, not. Yeah. No, so true. it's so, the no, way we true. viewed it for so many years is horrible. Yeah. So it's like that has played, and it's so common in every culture all right. around the world and like that people drink that it's just such a norm. But if you really look at it from an outside perspective, like this isn't normal to yeah. do to right. your body. This like, is a plant yeah. and this is like a manufactured thing. Exactly. Yeah. And it's yeah. like if you date back to like the history of it, then you realize like, well, we've been brainwashed to believe that this plant is bad for you. But why? Like, yeah. They, they, there's a we, have to, we have to do that article. We have to. So we, <laughs> we, we have to do this podcast. To, um, the guy, uh, we were talking to our friend from Cannabis.net and he was just talking about how like in the 1950s, mm-hmm. you could get it at Woolworths as an elixir. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get canna- uh, cannabis oil, and you can get from where? Well, Woolworths is like Sears. Do you know what oh, Sears is? Yeah, yeah, Sears. I know. Okay, okay. so it was like that's Woolworths, oh, okay, Macy's, okay. Woolworths, same thing. Um, and um, all of a sudden he was like, oh, all of a sudden overnight it was gone, and it was like a you know class one drug. And like what happened at midnight? That's what his his commentary that was. was the that. So, there. Yeah, we are we are stuck on you know that he's saying you know what happened that all of a sudden right things changed. <clears throat> somebody got savvy. Yeah. You know, like somebody got, sa- someone's doing something shady. And so it was like, it was legal at some point and yeah. then it changed and we don't know why, when, how, like that's even in India, like it's such a common plant to use. Is it? Like, yeah. It's like, I mean, <laughs> you go to Punjab, like there's fields of, we, I mean, it's not like, not a lot of it's like THC, but like yeah. they make it like in the Lussi, like the mango tree. Oh, okay. It's called, I think, I say it wrong. A bung, I think. B H A N G. Okay. And it's like a you drink it. Okay. Like it's a very common thing to treat for like ailments and stuff. Oh. So it's like, huh? You don't really. They don't I'm, talk about that. I'm gonna see my parents later, so uh, I'm gonna yeah. have to ask them about mom. This. But Dad. I, did you ever drink this? <laughs> no, because when you think of India, like we just think about like opium. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's yeah, the first yeah. thing you hashish opium. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the same I think thing, that, right? Yeah, like hashish, I would say, be on the same. Yeah, and like. I mean, I know hemp is such a useful, you know, yeah. tool, I guess you could yeah. say out there. It's well, I talk I tried to talk to my mom about hashish and she gave me such a side eye one time. And I was like, and it was a long time ago, and I was I was just asking her, I was mm-hmm. like, have you ever done it? Like, you know, just I don't know. I don't know my right. pa- like my parents had a whole different life. Yeah. Because they lived in a different country. I mean, it's like a different planet almost right and then they came here and raised us in a place that they don't know about right and so like we don't like that question took me 30 years to ask wait was your (laughs) your parents are both from india yeah okay yes so it took me that long to ask him a question about like a silly question just like a casual question about how she's because i don't know what the how people view it there right you know i think all over the world it's viewed in such a negative way yeah like it's just like it's such an underground underground, yes. Yes. underground thing like it's like it's like sketchy and like yeah. i don't know it's just such a weird and you think about it like when you actually smoke now you're like this is not what i was like told it was you know? right it's not what you think it is but right. I, again if you sit down you smoke like how i'm sure people did a decade ago so 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 much more common to just like chill at home and just smoke and eat you feel kind of like sloppy and like lazy yeah but if you smoke and then like go for a run or you smoke and like go for a hike, exercise right. yeah you feel like wow i feel great like yeah and you don't you don't feel the inflammation you know your body doesn't get as sore as it would you know like right you when you use it in a different in the right way you'll notice why was i told all these lies all these years like, right mm-hmm. they yeah, the positioning yeah and is- they use they use social they uh, not social media but media entertainment like yeah, you know course. movies the government like um the news to scare you 
Yeah. So like they've essentially just scared people. So what do you, what do you think? Like, like we're talking about inter- entertainment, like things like Harold and Kumar and like how high, like, do you think that was an attribute or like a detriment? I feel like it, I love those, that movie, like a couple of those movies, but you know, if you really dive into it, yeah. you're like, it wasn't a good portrayal. Yeah. Like it really like, because they were like, he was, he was like, was he med school? And he would like yeah. dropped out or something. I don't remember. Well, he, I think it was something like, well, he, I don't, I just don't, I mean, I think that for Indian parents, like yeah. they want you to be a doctor or an attorney, like it's one or the other, like, or an engineer, right. you know, but like, yeah. you know, and he's like, I don't want to do that, you know? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, That's but, what it was. Yeah. But like, but they were still active kids. Like yeah. they were, they were, they were an Indian kid and an Asian kid. Yeah. So it's like that. I think if you look at it now, now that I'm, we're talking about yeah. it, it's like, that is such a common scenario. Like Indian and Asian kids, they're, they're all smoking. Like, yeah. come on. Like, that's, they're all, all those kids in those schools are smoking. So yeah. it's, it, but it wasn't, I think the view, the way it was viewed then, the way that you kind of can look at it now, or I think they're, well, the way I see it is a little different. Yeah. And I, I guess that brings me back to the whole event thing too. Like in those events, you know, in, in my imagination, because I've never been to an event like that, but, like, in my imagination, it's, like, all these people getting high, like, you know, like... like the business, like, the networking event? Like, yeah, the, the, the events that you're talking... No, no, the other events that you were talking about pre-COVID. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and it just seems, like, kind of like a festival. Oh, and yeah, were, like, were they like that? Like, or, Dope Cup and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. Were they more like a festival, or was it, like, a productive thing? It was a bit of both. It was, okay. like... Like, for example, the dope cup. There's one here um, in Adelanto. It's like the first ever consumption thing they had. So okay. that was like, I think the focus was like people could purchase weed. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was exciting. You could purchase weed for the, and people were like, we were smoking. There was like sheriffs walking by. It was just so, it was so weird yeah. that this was so normal, but it had that festival vibe. I love festivals. I love going to concerts. Like okay. I, I love it. So it's like, I love that vibe, but it, it was still you know, still business. People were still yeah. trying to get their brands out. People were still trying to get, you know, their name out. And that's yeah. like, even at Dope Cup in Seattle, they, well, that was like testing of strains and stuff. So that was like really, that was like really science. science. Like mm-hmm. they, they use a testing lab for that. So it's yeah. like, but it was so cool. I mean, it was by the water and like they had a stage and like, you know, they had people, it was just like a, an event, but it was still like music and like a festival kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, God, now I'm talking about them. I really miss them because they're so, <laughs> they were so fun. Like, yeah, and there it was a bit of both, like business, but also fun. Like, yeah, and I, I think, like you said, like the perception is so off; it's always so automatically to the negative side, right? Yeah. It's automatically to uh, they're drinking, they're smoking, right. they're doing. I don't even think people were drinking. No. Well, I'm sure they were, hey, but I didn't. Yeah. I didn't see anybody. That's a different drinking. license. Yeah, that would. <laughs> right. like, I, I'm like you. I mean, unless you were drinking before you came, because you wouldn't be able to have both on the premises. Oh, okay. So yeah. Well, that's, that's a, that's very telling, I feel like too. And I think I will probably have this conversation with a lot of people where we've been comparing it to alcohol. Like why is alcohol so widely accepted and it's not. And you make poor decisions when you drink. Oh my God. So it's like, and think about all, I don't know if you go to concerts and stuff like that, but festivals or anything, everyone's like all up on each other and you just like, you're sloppy and like, you know, there's a, you're prone to accidents, you know, it's just like, there's a lot of liability that's at stake. Like people don't think about all that stuff, but it's like alcohol contributes to that yeah even in the club scene like i was a club promoter back in my day and like i was like how are we allowing people to get this fucked up like you know this is a liability (laughs) for this place like i was always thinking that i'm like this is insane but then you smoke you're not behaving that way right but if you mix it two, then it's a different story yeah and that's why you can't have both in the same property oh okay okay because it's a it's a 
it's like a chemical concoction of badness. You just can't. I mean, if you (laughs) You don't know how they're going to react to each other. You don't know how they're going to react. Yeah. Crossfaded. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Eventually, I want to do licensing for events. That would be cool. That's like my ultimate goal. That would be very cool. Well, hopefully soon, right? What do you think? What do you think is the timeline? For events like that, like a festival or something like that, like probably a year. Yeah. I don't see. I mean, Coachella is canceled this year. Okay. Like I'm sure Burning Man, all those things are canceled. Everything's canceled. So it sucks. Tears. (laughs) All of the tears. Yeah. Do you go? Uh, I want to. Like by the time I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to one of these. COVID <laughs> happened. Ah. Oh, but, okay. Wow. I've got a burning question and you know, we have a law professional with us. Uh, what would you say are the top three things that one could do to not end up on the wrong side of the business? If you know what I mean? Like the, the dark side of the business. Dark what do you, what do you mean? Uh, so someone getting into the cannabis industry could, I assume very easily end up on the, the, Illegal side? Yes. So what what could one do to make sure, like not to not accidentally end up over there? Because you can make mistakes. Any right. business can well, like accidentally. Like you said, like people don't know what they don't right. know, right? Right. And that's why you should always like, especially when it comes with money and stuff like that, like you should always talk to like a CPA, someone that mm-hmm. deal, like you need to see, like as long as you try to take the necessary step, because that's the thing. A lot of people want to come out of the illegal market. They want right. to be legal. So it's like, you should speak to an attorney. You should speak to an accountant. You should speak to like, certain people that you know are that they have outside knowledge of just not just cannabis because you need like it's one thing to have all cannabis knowledge but you need to have like a business sense of this too well-rounded well-rounded and know Mm -hmm. the laws they you need to go to like an accountant that understands like this is not federally legal you know like other states yeah a lot of states are legal but like it's not we're not completely legal yet so there's a lot of gray area so i would always talk to like I say talk to an accountant because they know CPAs that they know or fi- like if you want to do banking even like talk to them about businesses because I have like work with a banker, a friend of mine, and he'll have to look at it because he'll have to look at charts for the cannabis space. You know, he has to make sure like because it's such a new area. So you have to like I would say just talk to the right people. Like don't just like it's <sighs> talk to the right people. Yeah. Yeah. Then how do they find the right people? I mean, they have to be local. They have to, lo- and they online, have to be local. And online, you can find a lot, like social media, even like yeah. there's a lot of people that are at, like, there's so like clubhouse, clubhouse. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like people, there's so many people that's, you can't go out in person. Right. So everything's right. kind of digital. So it's like, use that resource, like educate yourself. Even I would tell, tell people you're like, you're at home, you're quarantined. Do a little bit of education, self-educate. If you're really serious about it, you should be educating yourself. And yeah. like, you kind of can tell, like when I've talked to certain people, I know the people that have researched and I know people that haven't. Mm. And I can tell when I have conversations with potential clients or clients, like, you know, these people, they know this or they've at least tried to know it. And there's people mm. that just, well, I just want to throw it out to attorney. It's like, well, yeah, you can do that. But, but it's like, you should know because right. you're yeah. still, this is not like, you don't want to mess with It's this. your business. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And it's a cannabis business out of that. So right. it's like, you got to be, to just like throw it on to an attorney, like, oh, we'll just do all the work. I'll pay you to do all the work. It's like, you got to be involved with this yeah. like because it's your business at the end of the day. Like it's still, again, and, and illegal. I'm guessing too, like everything's changing all the time because I, I know, mm-hmm. a, I mean, we work with a lot of banking companies too and like the, those regulations change constantly, right. right? Like there's new things coming out. New bills like, coming out. Weekly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's really yeah. important to make sure like whoever you do get kind of 
is on top. You're right. Is like on top of that, stays abreast of it, mm-hmm. knows cannabis, but also knows how regulatory stuff works and banking works. Right. Um. That's really. I mean, it's. I feel like it's extra complicated because of what you said, like the the, the yeah. kind of separation between state and federal and yeah. local and all those things. It's like you got to start from local, then state, and then eventually you'll move to federal. Yeah. Like- and actually, we talked about Clubhouse. We I just mentioned yeah. Clubhouse and we mm-hmm. kind of talked about before we started. But like that is actually what I have found is that being on there, you can't. There's a lot of conversations about cannabis. People are talking about advocacy mm-hmm. you're talking about legality starting a business mm-hmm. they're actually talking about those things so you could probably find a lot of people through clubhouse which links to instagram yeah which links to twitter or whatever yeah. and and find people through there if you need support right yeah oh yeah i've when i've been on there like i you kind of realize that people are looking for help or they're looking and you got your profile like it's so instant mm-hmm. you can see everything on there you can go on there instant like yeah. you said instagram twitter whatever so it's that is a great way. I feel like Clubhouse is going to be huge. Signing like, up now. Yeah, you, you, you. I think you need to get an invite. We he has an invite. I have, I have so many invites. Okay, on my good. Phone. It's like I tell him, like you need to get on there. Like yeah. it's not just only cannabis. There's other things. Well, too. of course, of course. Like, There's a the, whole world. Out but there. like the cannabis, but not but the like cannabis. Like now, psychedelics even. Yeah, yeah, everything, that. and that's another big step that like people are kind of overlooking. People are so focused oh, on the cannabis. Yeah. It's like psychedelic, like. I always say cannabis is the gateway drug to psychedelic research. <laughs> All the other types of research. Like it's a gateway to like other benefits of these other plants. Like right. they need to be known to people. So Well then you use the word gateway, it sounds negative again, it does. right? So it's like but it's not. I mean I, not. I know it's like it's just a gateway. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, it's I feel like it's a gateway to potential more research because an educational much is, start point yeah because cannabis did i think set the point for everybody like with cbd because yeah. it wasn't yeah. just thc it was C- cbd also mm-hmm. hemp so it's yeah. like it really was like oh okay people were more and more open to it well then why not psychedelics yeah because right. that's also yeah it's obviously moderation and also you have to be watched when you take it but like yeah. It, there are health benefits that people we don't really know about well we kind of do know about from like the <laughs> 1950s there's right. a lot of shadiness research that was going on mk ultra i don't know it's all this crazy stuff that like they were doing but i think that they know i think the government knows a lot more than they're telling us so yeah it's i mean yeah it sounds like it sounds like they've sheltered yeah i don't know if you want to call it sheltered because that's usually a protective thing yeah uh protected themselves they sheltered themselves they need to figure out how they're gonna make money first right so Right. Yeah. So cannabis is a great place. I think, I mean, sorry, clubhouse is a great place to go. <laughs> um, that's a little slip um, uh, to go to kind of get access to mm-hmm. people, information. Everybody that I've talked to on there has been really yeah. ha- like useful and helpful. Yeah. Um, a lot and, of connections. And, and I found like cannabis industry in general, like if you want to know more information or you're looking for information, people are helpful. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've noticed that they're very, very friendly. Like I've been in the startup space for a very long time. And, you know, I can't say the same thing about technology companies right. or other companies oh, where yeah. people feel like they're so competitive. But yes. in cannabis, it's like everyone's like, dude, we got to band together to make this work. Collaboration. Right. Yeah. We always say that collaboration over competition. Like, and that's what was cool about getting in the industry when it was young. Because yeah. it's like we all kind of like, well, we're all in this together. Yeah. You know, I'm still friends with a lot of those same people. So it's like 
it is like you you're just trying to we're all trying to build together we all love this plant like mm-hmm. what are you trying to compete we're all we can all eat you know yeah mm-hmm. we can all make money yeah but i think it's that mindset of like you know you say in tech like everybody wants to make money it's like yeah. it's a competition yeah like you go to silicon valley it's just totally different vibe. totally different totally yeah. like snobby stuck up you know like it is it's yeah. just but it's you know it's that's a whole different story. But. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think the collab like the collaboration I've seen in this industry is what one tracks me to that mm-hmm. industry, but also just it just seems like everyone's super nice and yeah. I guess maybe they've been, you know, you know, drinking the juice. So, right. So they probably are a little bit more relaxed. I feel like it's like all the misfits like have come together. Yeah, maybe. And that's what it feels like. Maybe all the, all the black sheep and misfits are like <laughs> banding together. They're so happy yeah. to be with each other that they're not competing as yes. much. Everyone's just chill. Like we can all, again, we can all make money together. We can all eat together. I mean, like, we, you do see some of those people come in, those like bad players, right? Yes. That they did, they want to make money. They're, they're in it for the wrong reasons. But I think that happens in every industry where mm-hmm. you, get those like outliers who are like they're money grabbing because they know it's hot right because mm-hmm. as soon as covid hit you know um when cannabis became essential and people those businesses were starting to boom and people were doing delivery especially in california and oregon and wherever else but um i think uh, people saw the opportunity mm-hmm. and they just like jumped on that yeah and i remember like i um i actually started not this podcast, but the idea of this podcast started in 2019. So I was actually in Canada um, and I was like at a trade show and it just like, I saw all the cannabis companies at the show and I thought this is crazy. Wait, which one did you go to? It was, it's a tech show. It was a tech oh, show. Wow. It was collision conference in Canada okay. in 2019. Isn't that when it became legal? I don't know. In Canada? Yeah. I don't know. It must have been because yeah. why were they there? <laughs> yeah. Why were they there? I think it did maybe in 2019. Maybe 2019. Or- yeah. And um, I was just like floored. It was like half of the convention was cannabis companies from Canada. They're all from Canada. Mm-hmm. None of them were for, from North America or America. Oh, wow. And um, it just, they talked a lot about the industry there and um, they talked about how normal it was. And, and um, I was listening to a session with like um, uh, the, you know, the guy, the, I don't know the Canadian government but <laughs> um, um justin justin yes yeah. uh trudeau, trudeau. Yeah. yeah so he was talking to seth rogan about house house yeah. plant and south uh, rogan is canadian and so he, they were just talking about how when him and his co-founder were growing up it was like very normal and everything like nobody saw it as taboo like in california right. we do we definitely see like it's a certain demo yeah. you know and you don't want to be in that demo right and, right and then like you said the laziness the stuff like that but then in canada what he was positioning it as was it's just you know it's just like you do Are it you or you life? don't do it it's not a big deal it's like if you were smoking right cigarette. You know, and yeah. why is that so much better? I remember when I was in Vancouver, like in 2016, and it wasn't, I think it was medically legal, but like yeah. it, someone just, people were just walking by and I could smell it. Yeah. And I'm like, this is so, this is weird. You're like, uh-huh. what's happening? This, it was weird. I yeah. was like, this is not. And he just walking his, this guy's like walking his dog. He's smoking yeah. a joint. And I'm like, there's no police. No police. Nobody, even, <laughs> I don't even think they would care. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think, yeah. It was weird, but I was like, Canada's just so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so relaxed. So nice. Now we are hitting, uh, we're at our two minute mark. Oh, wow. I know that went by fast. Yeah, this was a great conversation. Fun, yeah. <laughs> um, before we wrap up, are there any gems you've just been burning to share with people? Like you've got the platform right now. Is there something you wish you could impart upon the world? Oh man. Like put the pressure the, the whole world. No pressure. Uh, no pressure. The entire universe. Can you give me like, can you narrow it down a little? 
Where's that? Where's that <laughs> button? Where's the, where's the cricket the, button? Hit boom, the cricket boom, boom, button. <laughs> <laughs> Complete side note: uh, yeah. Canada legalized in October seventeenth, two thousand eighteen. Oh, two eighteen. Okay. Oh my god! That's, a, that's so evil. Oh my god! <laughs> that is so funny. Uh, um, well, any any anything you know anything you're advocating. Okay. You have to turn it off. Okay. <laughs> anything, I, anything you're advocating for. Um, I know it sounds like, you know, you're doing a lot of work in normalizing the experience, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I feel like I that's like what I would say it. Just like keep normalizing it. Like I think th- I've noticed like there are certain people that have that weird still stigma about it. Like yeah. it's gonna I, take a while to, yeah. to 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 get rid of a stigma that's lasted for like the last fifty years. I don't yeah. I, I mean I don't think I mean, that goes away overnight. No, but I think that our generation is definitely make, paving the way. And yeah. I think that if we continue just like educating people i think yeah i think that's the way to do it, is educating i like what mm-hmm. you were saying earlier about facts right facts. like use facts yes. to combat what people say yeah right um and that you, who, who's gonna argue with that you can't yeah we have yeah, to we facts. have to put on our legal hats when we're talking about it i don't know the yeah. trump administration <laughs> disproved that oh <laughs> trump is someone that i need to get high with yeah. one of the people one of the many that's another thing more and more people need to get high so we can just chill out yeah. <laughs> like, more people in that those positions are high We'd be a lot happier. I I can't Biden, imagine he's not. Trump, let's sit down. I can't imagine he's not. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, well, thank you so much. We. It's great talking to you. This was amazing. Great thank to you have for you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Fun. Thank you. Love the energy. Yeah, very. I'm all about energy, and you guys have really great energy. Okay. Good. Good. We're winning. We're yeah, winning. winning. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. So, um, where can people find you? Um, obviously, sh- is it shallwetoke.com? Shallwetoke.com with one L. So okay. It's my name. S H A L W E T O K E dot com. Awesome. Um, and then my Instagram, same Shall We Toke. And then you're on Clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse. Shall We Toke, but also my name, Shalina Panu. Okay. Shalina Corpanu, comma ESQ is like my business name. Okay. So, okay. Cool. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Green Room Podcast is brought to life by Green Seed PR, a cannabis green tech focused PR agency and a dedicated production team of editors, mixers, and showbookers. A huge thank you to the Vessel team for providing their studio for our recordings. Don't forget to subscribe and share the Green Room Podcast with friends, colleagues, and family. That way you'll never miss an episode and we can keep the lights on. If you're feeling extra generous, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can also find us on Instagram at GreenseedPR and see the live video versions of all of our podcasts on YouTube. Would you like to be on the guest on the show or do you have a great guest referral? Awesome. Submit your guests at greenseedpr.com slash the hyphen green hyphen room. Thanks for listening and be well.